Today is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Mitch McConnell makes a big announcement. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can always email us your thoughts, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We would love to hear from you. Joining me today to get through the news of the Cray, Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell. Gentlemen, a lot to get to, including on the focus story, Hulu has caved and reversed course. Yeah, this is an interesting one over the rejection of a church ad. We'll get into the ad and why they changed their position. All right, looking forward to that. Also, on the main thing, I talked to Pastor Jimmy Evans about all things end times and Israel. We'll have a little bit of that conversation coming up on the main thing. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our other CBN News podcasts. We've got DC Debrief with John Stolness. Make sure you're checking out that podcast. That's Fridays, every a new episode every Friday. John's rounding up the happenings in DC. You'll get you up, up to speed on that. And Billy's got Newsmakers, one full-length interview every weekday. Don't miss those. You can subscribe to both of those in the description to this podcast, there are links. All right, all of our housekeeping is out of the way. Let's head over to the news here in 90 seconds. Mitch McConnell is the longest serving Senate leader in history. And he announced yesterday that he's stepping down from that position after the November elections and suggested he might just retire at the end of his current term in 2027 looking to hand it off to the next generation of American leadership. He's he's 82. He just turned 82 last week, and he got emotional talking about it. He said, I'm filled with heartfelt gratitude and humility for the opportunity. And the radical Islamic Taliban group has resumed gruesome practices of public executions and floggings in Afghanistan. Just recently, thousands of onlookers observed another public execution, which was held in a sports stadium earlier this week for a man who was convicted of murder. It's the third such execution to be carried out this month and the fifth since the U.S. abandoned Afghanistan in August of 2021. And Franklin Graham preached in Eagle Pass last night. This is his fourth stop in a 10-city evangelistic tour along the southern border. He said he's not talking politics. He's sharing the good news with a region that he says is hurting. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out more stories over at CBNnews.com. Guys, I love this from Franklin Graham because in the midst of the chaos and all of the politics, it's still people's lives. There's still people who need the gospel. And then that's what he's putting at the heart of it there at the border. And uh, just praying that he sees some uh, good good response from that. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the hope, right? We, when we get so consumed by all these other things that we are brought back to remember that it's faith and turning people to faith that matters most. Yeah, we just have to, you know, things are going to happen in this world, good, bad, and, and somewhere in between. And it's important to leverage those things as Christians to have gospel conversations with people. So it's good to see Franklin Graham, others who are capitalizing on the opportunity to talk about Jesus with people uh, in in difficult times. Yeah. I mean, because in, in spite of everything else they need, that's what they need most, right? right? And so 
I think we can lose sight of that sometimes and people can just become political hot potatoes. And that doesn't mean you just dismiss the issue, not suggesting that, not just saying we ignore all the problems that are going on at the border and with our policies and how do we best love our neighbors as we talked about earlier in the week on this podcast. There's different ways that that takes form on the border. And so we need to, we need to be balancing all that. But first and foremost, the gospel needs to be front and center. So glad Franklin Graham is just one of the Christians that is doing just that. All right, we're going to head to the focus story now. Streaming platform Hulu, they've reportedly reversed course after rejecting a Texas church's advertisement. So what happened here? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, as you said, it's it's really interesting. Uh, this church out in Texas, they reached out. It's the Hulin Street Church, not to be confused with Hulu. Yeah, it's close. Uh, they reached <laughs> they reached out to Hulu, and yeah, they just wanted to have this this ad be present there on Hulu, and they became um, a registered party, which you have to do with Hulu to be able to run ads. But then their ad was rejected two times. And so they put it through the first time it was rejected, put it through again, it was rejected again. They ended up retaining First Liberty Institute, a religious liberty law firm that we are familiar with here on the show. And First Liberty sent a demand letter to Hulu urging Hulu to basically overturn its decision uh, to not allow that particular ad. And by the way, the ad itself it was really just an ad encouraging people, from what we understand, to go to church. They opened up a Thursday night um, church service for people who couldn't make it due to work and other things on the weekend. And they were advertising that, giving the service times and where people could go. And that was apparently too much, uh, for whatever reason, for Hulu. What did Hulu say when they were asked by the church why the ad was banned in the first place? Yeah, that's where it gets interesting. Now, we have not heard from Hulu on this, so we're relying all on the one side that is claiming this happened. But they were apparently told that the spot itself, the advertisement, violated policies surrounding, quote, religious indoctrination. Mm. And when I sat down with Jeremy Dice of First Liberty, the attorney who wrote the letter, the demand letter on behalf of the church, he said um, religious indoctrination isn't even something present in their documents over at Hulu. It's not something you see in their advertising policies. So he obviously was wondering what in the world is this? What does that mean? Like, isn't everything indoctrination if you're advertising <laughs> to, yeah. some, to some degree? Yeah, right. So, yeah. How did, how did it, so how did the whole thing conclude? So it's interesting because earlier this week we spoke with Jeremy Dice. He had written the letter. Uh, we have the full video. You can watch the interview. He explains it all on YouTube. Um, but now, apparently, according to First Liberty, Hulu listened to that demand letter. They've overturned their previous you know, ban on the ad. And First Liberty and the church said they were grateful uh, to Hulu for its quick response to the demand letter and for accepting the church's ad. So the ad itself now will be allowed, apparently, on Hulu. And First Liberty, they obviously represent a lot of people in similar cases. Did they, did they talk at all about what Hulu and others like them should be doing here going forward? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we talked a lot about this in the interview, and obviously right now the Supreme Court is actually weighing um, arguments around laws in Texas and Florida, big tech companies. These laws affect them, and it has to do all with user standards, and we won't get into all that now, but fairness and bias and all that. So that case is currently going on at the Supreme Court. Um, at the same time, Jeremy Dice is saying, look, in the future, 
Hulu and others in big tech, they can avoid these sorts of conflicts by adopting advertising policies that don't discriminate against religious groups, because that is what the claim is here, is that because, you know, again, going back to religious indoctrination, because that is at the center of this, that there is discrimination there and that companies like Hulu should stop doing that while also being, quote, transparent about its advertising policy and applying it fairly. There's a real belief that it's not being applied fairly here. It's really interesting. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on a wall? I mean, we'll probably never really know, but on the decision-making process at Hulu as to why, what was the impetus that made them sort of leap to say, no, 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 not, not this one. We'll take any other amount of crazy advertisements that we see out there, but, but this one's a bridge too far. I mean, I know we're yeah. not going to probably get an answer to that, but it's, it's certainly kind of a head scratcher as to why they would turn this down in the first place, unless it was specifically targeted. Yeah. I mean, you have to wonder what in the world is going on. And like you said, being in the room and hearing that discussion and that debate would be very, very interesting. Because again, you're just urging, you're giving people information on a church service they right. can go to. There are far more dangerous things that are advertised, I'm sure, on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think too, another concern is that Christianity and our culture is kind of written off as the fringe and it's like, that's the radical. So I think it's just like a knee jerk reaction to people who live in the Hollywood or in the entertainment slash media world. It's just, you live in an echo chamber of mostly progressive people who have all been, you know, preaching and hearing preached the Christian nationalism line over and over and over and over again. It's like when a, a Muslim ad comes or a Jewish ad comes or, you know, pick your religion, whatever it is, it's kind of seen as benign. You know, they might not agree with it, but it's like, you know, whatever. But the word Christian or anything Bible related, I think just triggers this instinctual reaction of it must be radical. It must be bad. So we should probably just, our, our instinct should be to ban it. And I think we're seeing some of that permeate actual decision making now. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, to your point about sort of Christianity being, you know, I don't want to say the the term like under attack, but definitely as we talked about earlier in the week, Trey, like there's a microscope under Christianity yeah. that doesn't exist for any other belief system. Yeah, absolutely. We have to tiptoe around everything. We can't be preachy. We can't do this. But then you know, the LGBT crowd can turn around and shove all kinds of propaganda in everybody's face everywhere. And in you know, other than Christians, people are just taking it. And so, yeah, you have all this going on. And did you guys see the Saturday Night Live bit? I don't know what made me think of that as we're going through this as well. But they kind of mocked Christianity in a way, but not fully. It was kind of more subtle the way they were doing it. It was it was really weird. And I don't really know what to think of it after I watched it. But just to your point, Trey, I, I, it does seem that Christianity seems to be in the crosshairs more times than not. And so Hulu is just another example of that. Yeah. Well, and I think we're going to see more of this, you know, as the Christian nationalism discussion heats up in yeah. this election and the, all the framing around all these different things, this is going to become a much bigger battle. And I think it's important to be educated and understand. And like First Liberty did here, to reach out and take action. They could The church could have just said, okay, well, we'll go somewhere else. But yeah. they they didn't. Well, and yeah, this, I, would, yeah, I was just going to say, Trey, real quick on the Christian nationalism front. I, this is a conversation we are going to have on this podcast at some point and flesh out in a little bit more detail. But what you said, Billy, that they're going to, they're tr already trying, we, and Trey and I talked about it earlier this week, they're already trying to sort of lump regular Christians in with the Christian nationalist 
moniker without a real definition. And that's sort of the precursor. That's a necessary precursor for them to start having registered churches. And well, we yeah. want to, you got to make sure you're not one of these crazy ones. So now you ha all have to register with the government and, you know, then all kinds of problems. Well, it's, it's essentially a trap is what they're trying to set. And that's what it feels like. And I've seen a lot of people warning about that, but we'll dive into that conversation on another, on another episode, but it's definitely one worth having. Yeah, for sure. The only thing I was going to add was, and I, and I don't know exactly who behind the scenes at Hulu was responsible for all of this, but just an additional layer to all of this is who's the controlling partner at Hulu now? It's Disney. It's Disney, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just something something to keep something in mind. To noodle, you know, yeah. As this as this story kind of continues to unfold, let it marinate. Let's let that one <laughs> stew a little bit and see where it lands. But yeah, absolutely, good point. But, uh, you know, again, happy to follow these cases because, as we always say, you got to know where you stand in culture. And so many of these things keep happening. But good to see that this one at least appears to be going in the right direction. So appreciate you bringing that one on the podcast today. We are going to move over to the main thing now. And Pastor Jimmy Evans is the creator and founder of EndTimes.com and Tipping Point Ministries. And I caught up with him recently to discuss current events in the end times, he is contextualizing what we're seeing unfold around the globe and particularly in Israel. And so I asked Pastor Evans about all of this hatred that we're seeing brewing around Israel, even though they were the ones that got attacked. It defies all logic to see a country have a suffer a massive, massive terrorist attack like that, but then have the ire of the globe turn around on them and I asked him for his explanation on that and more for today's main thing. Well, it's satanic. Uh, I went to the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. two weeks ago, and I watched 45 minutes of the raw footage. Uh, and much of the footage now is Hamas. It's them on their phones and their social yeah. media filming what they did. Before they showed us that film, Dan, they said, we have edited out what they did to the babies. We don't want you to see that. But I watched 139 Israelis murdered in cold blood, old men, old women, men, women, children. And they were celebrating the entire time they were doing it. They were laughing and praising Allah the entire time they were doing it. And it, it was horrific. And I'm, I'm not going to describe it. It was just too, too graphic. Yeah. But to say the, the pastor sitting next to me when we were watching that footage, he leaned over to me and said, you have to be completely demon possessed to be doing that. And I agree. See, anti-Semitism is not an ideology because no one can articulate that ideology. It is a spirit. It is a demonic spirit. It's just a spirit of hatred. They can't tell you why they hate the Jews. They just hate the Jews. And let me say this, the reason they hate the Jews is because the Jews are proof that God exists. The only nation on earth that God ever started was the nation of Israel. And the existence of Israel proves the existence of God. And of course, Satan hates God and he hates anything attached to God. And by the way, as much as Israel's hated, believers are also hated around the world, and the word of God is hated. This is a satanic spirit, and what we saw on October 7th was a new level of satanic activity. And I'm not the kind of pastor. I don't see a demon behind every bush, and I don't blame everything on the devil. But sometimes something is so evil, you just have to call it what it is. Yeah. And what's happening right now in the world is literally an antichrist spirit that is hates the church, hates the word of God, and hates the nation of Israel. And right now, Dan, in many college campuses in America, you know, parents unknowingly are sending their children, you know, 
with good intention to universities across America so they can learn to hate God, hate America, and hate Israel. And we see a level of anti-Semitism on college campuses, Harvard University. Some of the leading universities in America have some of the worst anti-Semitism there. And so, it, again, it's illogical. It doesn't yeah. make any sense that Hamas would do what they did on October 7th and the Jews would be blamed for it. But that's exactly what's happening. All right. So when we're looking at what's happening now, we talked a little bit about Israel. Let's touch on a couple of these other countries because, uh, you know, people often will look and say, OK, well, we've got Gog, Magog. What does that all mean? Which countries are that? So, so how do you see the other countries that are that are actors in all of this, and where they fit into scripture? Which which ones are the big ones that you want to point out? Well, Dan, they're all present and accounted for, and Gog and Magog is unfolding right before our very eyes. So, there, Gog and Magog will be Russia. Uh, then you have Persia, which is Iran. Uh, you have Togarma, Gomer, that is Turkey, modern day Turkey. Then you also have the Sudan. Uh, and some northern African nations, uh, Libya is specifically mentioned, Libya, the Sudan, Ethiopia is mentioned, but that's present-day Sudan. So you have some northern African nations, but especially you have Russia, Iran, and Turkey. They're all aligned. Uh, all of these countries are aligned with Russia and with one another. Now, Iran right now, they're the bad actors. They're the, they're the ones that are the worst now. And they, are, they have a hypersonic missile that can reach Israel in 400 seconds. That's 6.66 minutes. And they are developing, we all know that they're developing nuclear material to bomb Israel. This last week, Iran conducted exercises that they broadcast uh, in preparing to bomb Israel's Air Force bases. They're, they're broadcasting this, that they're preparing to do this. But Israel has an existential threat in Iran because if Iran gets enough nuclear material, now there's there are articles in the Jerusalem Post that say that uh, Iran could be two to three weeks away from getting enough nuclear material for a bomb. And so at some point in time, Israel has this very difficult decision to make of do we preemptively strike Iran to keep them from bombing us or do we just sit back and wait for the day they bomb us? One nuclear weapon, Israel's no more. Israel's about the size of New Jersey. They, they Just one nuclear weapon wipes them off the map, especially in an area like Tel Aviv. And so Israel has this very difficult situation. Interestingly, Dan, in Jeremiah 49, it is prophesied that one day that there'll be a catastrophic attack on Elam. Elam is the southern part of Iran. And the interesting thing is that's where they have a lot of their nuclear facilities and the rocket launcher. Mm. And in Jeremiah 49, God says, I'm going to strike the bow out of your hand in the height of your power. And the devastation on Elam will be so bad that there'll be no more inhabitants there. And there won't be a country in the world that someone from Elam hasn't fled to. And so this has never been fulfilled. And so if Israel strikes Iran or if the United States strikes Iran, uh, Iran, they're, 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 they're provoking everything that's happening in the Middle East. Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, they're all being funded and supported by Iran. The Houthis in Yemen, Iran is the puppet master of the whole thing. And so I, I wonder, and I don't know for sure, but here Ezekiel 38 and 39 prophesies the Gog and Magog war. And, and God says, I'm going to put a hook in your jaw and I'm going to drag you down to the mountains of Israel, and I'm going to destroy you myself. Well, a hook was an animal hook that they would use for like a donkey. A donkey wouldn't go where you wanted it to go, so they would just take a hook and put it in the jaw of this donkey and drag it around. And God says, you're not going to make this decision. Russia, Iran, Turkey, you're not going to make this decision. I'm going to make this decision for you. I'm going to provoke you. And see, my, my thing, Dan, is what would happen today if Israel bombed Iran? 
You know, I mean, it, it, you would just see, you know, everything break loose in the Middle yeah. East. Russia, Russia has warned America and Israel against us attacking Iran. Turkey is turned totally against Israel. And Turkey has now called Israel, uh, you know, uh, Nazis and threatened to declare war on them and send troops to Gaza. So all of these nations that are in, are in Ezekiel 38 and 39, they're all present, accounted for, aligned, and they're all against Israel. And it wouldn't take much right now to cause there to be uh, a massive war breakout. All right. Appreciated that conversation. If you want to check out the full conversation I had with Pastor Jimmy Evans, you can do so. I'll have the link in the description to this podcast episode to our video on YouTube that uh, covered a whole lot more uh, on that front. So appreciate uh, Pastor Evans stopping by for a few minutes to chat with us on that. All right. That's going to leave us with time here on the podcast on this Friday junior edition of the podcast. For one last thing, we're going to look at Hebrews 12.3. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Yeah, it's so it's so easy to grow weary and faint-hearted, especially <laughs> yeah. in this crazy culture yeah. and everything that's going on. Um, but just clinging to him, that's where we get our strength and our endurance. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good reminder to keep yourself focused on what... Uh, matters and what sustains us because there are plenty of things in this life that'll knock us down. Yeah. And look, anything we can go through, Christ went through so much more, right? Like it just can't possibly be more. So we have to look to that for uh, energy and for the ability to sustain and go forward through him. So good spot to leave it. Friday, Junior. We uh, want you to head on over to cbnnews.com. Don't forget to do that. And faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective lord willing and that creek don't rise on us we shall return tomorrow with more god bless we'll see you then